Good evening, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Before I start, I would like you to just press that like and share button. Tell a friend to join us tonight, but not only tonight, even during the week for the Keys of Faith, because Dr. Gustav, he inspires us with Keys of Faith every day. And I know Keys of Faith just builds us up. It stirs us and it gets us ready for whatever we are facing challenges of life and we just want to honor dr gustav tonight and on behalf of dr gustav and the loftal international team i just want to welcome you tonight well as you know october month is commitment month and we are speaking on commitment you know i if i think of life and i think of um, people and young people then i realize there's really a lack of commitment on the face of the earth and God is really looking for committed people now if you are watching tonight please or just type in the comment section commitment because you know heaven is placing a high demand on earth to do the work of the kingdom and because we are kingdom people we are committed to do kingdom work amen and I want to read to you um, second chronicles 16 verses 9 out of the NIV Bible and it says the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. It strengthens those whose hearts are fully committed to him. To what are your heart committed to tonight? What is taking your time viewer? What takes so much of your time that you are losing your focus? Because, you know, many times we have so much excuses. And the thing of COVID, and I know we always talk about COVID, and it's COVID this, COVID that. But what I've learned about COVID, it caused two things to happen. It caused people to lose their focus or to gain focus. To lose their commitment with the focus or to, to gain a commitment with focus. Because, you know, if you are committed, to yourself, you're going to put everything in, your time, your energy, even your speech about yourself to get yourself further. But when it comes to the things of God, many people have so much excuses. You know, I, I always laugh because people will tell us and they say, hey, Tash, I can't come to church because of COVID and my family doesn't want me to go to church. And I, I do respect that because, you know, people, people, that's their choice. But then the next moment I see on Facebook a photo of the person sitting in a restaurant that's packed to capacity, then they don't care about a COVID or um, social distancing or whatever. And I've realized that if the commitment of people is wrong, because what you're committed to will shape your life. You know, commitment shows your value. Commitment shapes your life. Commitment determines your destiny. And you need to understand, if it gives you value and it, it shapes your life and it determines your destiny, you cannot not be committed to the thing that have eternal value. We are so committed to things that doesn't count. You know, people can watch TV for hours. Dr. Gustav loved to tell the story about his secretary 
that watched Titanic three times in one day. Now that is nine hours of watching a movie. But when it comes to church, people say, oh, it's too long, it's too this, it's too that. But if we realize that people is not committed to the things of God. They're not committed to the ways of God. And I want to read you a scripture out of Ephesians 1 verse 11 out of the Message Bible. And it says, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. In Christ, not outside of Christ, that we find out who we are and what we are living for. I asked you in the beginning, what are you committed to? And I'm going to ask you again, what are you committed to? Are you committed to the Christ you are carrying on the inside of you? Because I've realized so many people, their lives are falling apart, especially during this time. Because they are committed to their jobs and they are committed to, to their social network. They are committed to their friends. And everything was taken away for a moment from all of us. Where we had to be only by ourselves and our families in home. And then people start, got depressed and I, it was horrible. Because yes, God created us to be among one another. But you see, instead of focusing on on. On the things that doesn't have eternal value, people forget to focus on the God of the things. You know, I've realized in my life, and we've seen it, my grandfather passed away, my German grandfather passed away on Friday. And he was so committed on starting businesses. He had all kinds of businesses at the house. He had uh, making hamburger businesses. Then he wanted to do honey, and then he was busy with water. But he was so his commitment was so over the place that there was no focus. And at the end, when he passed away Friday and his body were laying there, you know what? He didn't take the honey with him. He didn't take the hamburgers with him. He didn't take the water machine with him. He didn't take the house with him. The only thing that he could take with him is his soul and people to the kingdom of God. You know, we are so focused on the things on the outside that we forget about the things on the inside. And many people say, Tasha, but what is my purpose? What, what should I do? And the Bible is so clear in Ephesians 1 verse 11. It says, it is in Christ. Are you committed to read your Bible and placing God first? Are you committed by seeking Him in all of your ways so that He can make your path straight? Or are you just committed in, in, in going to church or telling people you are going to church. You see, um, there is no purpose outside, outside of Christ. I don't care how you look at it. You can try and try and try as much as you want. There is no purpose outside of Christ. One of my students, we had Bible school practical last night and they did excellent. And one of my students said something. They said, you are not what you do. Your purpose is not to be a policeman. Your purpose is not to be a nurse. Your purpose is not to be an a, a, a accountant. But your purpose in life is to bring people back in alignment for God's assignment. To tell people that Jesus lives. To tell people there is hope. To give the gospel to people. But do you know that so many people are... Or let me rather say it like this. So many people, they want Reuben, they want Simeon. They want people to hear them, to see them. But they don't want Levi. 
It's nice if people can hear us and see us. But when it comes to the place where we need to manifest Levi, connection, connected to, then we have all kinds of excuses. You know, people get married and are not even committed. People go in business deals without being committed. People do all kinds of crazy things and they, they say yes with their mouth, but they are so far from their heart because when crisis comes, the uncommitted ones is the first to run. I've seen it over and over and over in my life. People want to feel important and that's why we say they want Simeon and they want Reuben because they want to be heard and they want to be seen. But they don't want Levi. And without Levi, Judah cannot come forth. Without commitment, the praise and the reward of praise cannot come forth. Because you know, I preach this many times. I probably say it in every single sermon. Your Judah produced your breakthrough. It produced your anointing. It produced your protection. It produced your overflow. But if you are not committed, you will never see a breakthrough. You will never step into that anointing. You will never see the real protection of God on your life. And you will never step into your fullness. Because how can you want or ask God to bless what you are cursing? And he said, Tasha, but what, where are you going? Many people want God to bless. Lord, bless my marriage. Lord, bless my schoolwork. Lord, bless my studies. Now, you know, you ask God to bless, to bless, to bless. And God is saying, hey, how do you want me to bless this if you're not even committed to it? I cannot bless what you curse. I cannot have my hand in what you are not even committed to. How do you want God to be committed to something that you are not even committed to? You know what is the funny part? Is a lot of people will come and say, my husband doesn't want to serve God and my, my children doesn't want to come to church and nobody wants to follow me. But hello, people will follow if they see true commitment. You know what is true commitment? It's when you stand strong, people will cuss at you, people will talk about you. They will talk about your leaders. They will talk about your pastors. And you might not even sometimes feel that you like them. But because you are planted by streams of living water, you are planted, you are rooted in the place where God has put you. Even if the storms come and the winds blow, you are staying focused. Yes, maybe Pastor Tasha didn't greet you this morning because maybe she didn't see you. Now you don't grab your Bible and your bag and you are out of the church. You say, no, I am standing strong. I am staying. If people ask me, why am, uh, why am I at that church? Or why am I at this church? Or why am I doing this? I'm standing strong because you don't have to understand my commitment because my reward doesn't come from you. It comes from the most high God. And I did lead for India yesterday and I said it is among the sheep that the blessing comes you know Jesus came and he asked Peter and when I was really thinking about um, Jesus he just resurrected from the cross and he appeared to his um, disciples a few times but this was a special time he appeared and you know after Peter denied him he came and he actually asked Peter do you love me you know what he was saying to Peter? Peter, it's okay. I know what you did, but I don't care. I forgive you. But now I want to ask you a question. Do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, I love you. And he said, um, um, he said um, feed my lambs. 
And then Jesus came again and said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord. And God said, tend to my sheep. And then Peter, uh, Jesus came and he asked Peter again, Peter, do you love me? Peter denied Jesus three times. Jesus came with the question three times. And he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter got annoyed. He said, Lord, you know everything. Of course I love you. And he said, feed my sheep. Now, do you know that a maturity went from lambs to sheep? He said, feed my lambs. Tend to my sheep and feed my sheep. Because real love is in taking care of God's business. Real love expressed is taking care of God's people. And God called Peter and he said, do you love me? Because you know, many of us, we give our hearts to Jesus and we start out of as lambs. But you are still 30 years a lamb. Because you don't want people to tend to you and you don't want people to feed you. Because you are a lamb all over the show. You are running from the one place to the other place. From the one prophet to the other prophet. And I respect prophets. I respect the fivefold. Don't get me wrong. But if you are committed, you stay and you listen to your shepherd's voice. And like sheep does, they obey. And if Jesus is our shepherd, and he placed man over us. We listen and we trust. Because you cannot, because you're a sheep, now run away because you don't like the shepherd. No, you have to stick because if you run away from the shepherd, there's trouble waiting for you. The wolf and the bear is waiting and the lion and the bear is waiting to devour you. And if you are stepping out of place and out of purpose, then you are opening your heart, you are opening your life for disaster. There's some people, you know, when Loftal opened up, and Dr. Gustav probably mentioned this, we opened up with a whole new breed of people that is really hungry. People asking us, where can we get involved? How can we get involved? Really hungry, but there's people that just said, no, you know what? <laughs> We're okay. We do TV. Um, Christianity or TV church or whatever you want to call it. Now, Sunday nights, we don't have church, but we have online service and there's nothing wrong with it. And if you feel that's your safe space, that's good. But don't stay away because you're lazy. Don't stay away from other sheep because you might lose your smell. You might look, stop looking like a sheep. Because, you know, it's among sheep where there's anointing, where there's protection, where there's growth. Come and ask David. In the midst of the sheep, David got promoted. In the midst of the sheep, a prophet called him out, anointed him as king. In the midst of the sheep, David got to know God. And David stood, he was committed. You know what is so interesting is people get a word from God and like God called you to be a pastor, a minister, a prophet, whatever. And then the next day you see they, they pack up their bags and they're gone. I'm like, where are you? No, I'm, I'm starting my own church. And I'm like, I do leadership training. And then I realized, listen here, brother. The prophet saw what is not yet. You need to go through sheep school. Because it's in the midst of the sheep school. David didn't go from, from his house where 
uh, um, Samuel anointed him and he went from there straight to the palace. No, God still had to prepare him for a few years. More than 10 years, David still went back to the sheep, back being faithful, back being committed, back protecting the sheep from the lion and the bear, from the weather. He protected them. You know, and he was staying. He didn't care what his family think about him. He didn't care what his father said about him. He didn't care what the neighbors told him. He was just happy among the sheep, committed. Have you ever thought uh, what would have happened if Jesus Christ weren't committed to his assignment on the face of the earth? Imagine Jesus came to the earth and he just said, Well, people, <laughs> um, Hello, you are on your own. You don't honor my father. You don't respect me. You don't like me. You, you tease me. You, you, you are gossiping about me. You are planning and plotting against me. Um, you don't even believe in God. You don't even believe in me. I'm among you, but you don't even recognize me. I'm just giving up. I'm like, you are on your own. You're not going to, I'm not going to pay the price for you. Imagine where we would have been if that were the case. Now, I want to tell you, I think 99.9% .9 of us would have been stoned to death already under the law of Moses. <laughs> Come on. But because Jesus Christ, the greatest example out there, came and he gave his life. He showed us the ultimate act of love and commitment. We know that he sweated blood. We know that he said, Lord, can you take this cup away from me? But not my will, but your will be done. How many times did you as a person tell somebody God said? And then things doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. And then you say, God changed his mind. Now, honey, listen. God doesn't change his mind about you. What he said, he settles. What he says, he settles. If God said something about your life, don't give up. Don't curse it. Because if you curse it, God can't bless it. If you curse and you curse yourself, how can God bless you? And you say, you can say, but God called me for this, but you know, I'm not good enough and I will never amount up to anything. And many people talk that way. Many people put themselves down. And the sad part is, and then you cry, Lord, bless me. Lord, take me higher and take me further. And then you come out of church and you said, Lord, you didn't want to do anything for me because I didn't feel anything. Hey, even if you don't feel anything, stay committed. Even if you don't feel blessed, stay committed. Even if we work on your nerves, stay committed. Even if you hear another joke from Pastor Gustav, laugh and stay committed. Me and my um, sister, when, and um, there was a few of us at the back, Dr. Gustav, he loves to sing, and he started to sing this morning. You know, he's just singing. He just go for it. And we were clapping, and we realized it was only us clapping. And we said, we don't care if people clap or not. We clap because we are committed to that man's vision. And it's not his vision. It's the vision God gave him that we are all committed to. We will cheer him on. We will clap, even if it's hard, and even if... If, if we feel like sometimes quitting and running away. No, we clap because we are committed and we believe what God said. You know, somebody asked me, um, have I ever thought of doing anything else? 
I said never. I have many dreams and many visions, but I've never seen myself apart from the vision of God. I've never seen myself not being apart. And let me tell you, myself, my sister, Pastor Yaku, we all had many, 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 many business opportunities. We all had many, many um, um, people asking us to work for them and, and for companies inviting us to work for them. I remember this one lady, she offered me, this is why many years ago, my dad sometimes he tells a story and she, she wanted me to go work for her at this place to do her accounts. Now, I don't even like doing accounts, and, but the money were good. But then I realized, you know, I can go for the money and be miserable or I can just stay here and be happy because I'm happy where I'm at. You know why? Because I'm committed. It gives me purpose. Every morning when I get up, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm working for. I know because we have one goal. One goal. Because it's not about people seeing me and hearing me. But it's about me expressing Levi. Where I'm connected and committed. You know, when you are connected and you are committed. You see what my fingers is doing? There's no way for Satan to come through this. Because we are connected and we are committed. But if we look like this, you know, only those fingers are, then anything can come through here. And that is when your life becomes a mess. Listen here, many of you sitting and watching, you feel that nobody's looking at you. Nobody sees you. You are cleaning toilets and you are, you are working the ground. So you are busy with smaller things. No, God sees you. He knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows your attitude. And he will promote you. Let me tell you something where whatever you are committed to, it shapes your life. And if you are committed to, to the great I am, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you will be rewarded. You will be rewarded. Type there, I will be rewarded for my commitment. Come on, viewer. I know, you know, Dr. Gustav, he ministers long. Um, keep him in your prayer as well. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done yet. You're not that lucky tonight. But keep him in your prayer because we are facing a lot of interesting stuff. But imagine Dr. Gustav decides today, you know what? I had it. I had it of all the church people dying. I had it of the family members that passed away. I just had it. I'm packing my bags and I go. Do you know there's 50 plus people that needs him to be in his position so that we can function? Because he is our head. And I'm talking about our office now. I'm not even talking about the church. I was thinking the other day, if everybody that belongs to the church come to the church, we, would not, we won't have enough space in all of our buildings to have the people. But because people is committed just on a Sunday and just with the word, I come to church because my mom said I must come. And now I'm done for the Sunday. And here by Wednesday, you are like a car without gas. You are tired. You are weary. You are, it's because you only came to be filled up once on a Sunday. And that's a Sunday morning. Usually it was twice because we had Sunday morning and Sunday evening services. But now it's only once. 
And by Wednesday, you don't understand that you are tired. You don't understand that you are facing things because you don't even have 15 minutes to watch Keys of Faith. Come on. And that's why it's important for you to stay connected, stay committed. I remember as a child, um, Dr. Gustav, we, my, we always said we were so poor we couldn't even pay attention. The poor people call us poor. Well, me and Lanzella, I must be honest, we didn't know it. Because he never allowed us to experience it. The only time when we really um, started to notice that we have lack is when other children ask us, do you have this or do you have that? But things like that didn't matter because we were a happy home. He gave us other values. But as a young child, you know, when he used to go through stuff, I will hear, I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I will achieve what the word says I will achieve. You know, he will declare the word. I still see him in Hill Street 110, standing behind the stove, making some kind of food for us. And then he said, one day I will have a school. One day I will have a hospital to take care of the sick and the needy. One day I will have an old age home, one day, one day. And you know, we are standing in a dream of a committed person. He had so many opportunities to go all over the world and actually go stay there. Imagine he moved. We would have never sit in a great dream coming into fulfillment. How many people can say that they are sitting in somebody they know's great dream? Come on. Every time when and I don't go to the property a lot, but when I do go, I walk the property, church, or wherever I have to go there. And then I realize, you know, I'm walking in the words and in the commitment of what Dr. Gustav spoke when I was a young child. When people laughed at him, said, get out of Cryfontein, Cryfontein is a desert and all kinds of crazy things. You know the story, he tells it a lot. But, you know, if he listened to those people, imagine what would have been, what would have happened to the people that we are impacting. Dr. Gustav decided just to live for himself. Do you know how many people would be without food? Children without education. People without hope. Not because I'm not lifting up the man. I'm lifting up the Jesus in the man. I'm lifting up the, the commitment in the man that could have given up 10,000 times. He always told us, quit is never an option. Whatever you put your hand to, you finish it. Don't look back because you don't want to be cursed. But you are pushing through. Like I said, Levi needs to come before Judah. Because when Judah comes, they come a praise. Because then you will say, Lord, you've heard me, you've seen me, you've been connected to me, and now I have a praise. And the more I praise, the more I produce. And the more I produce, the more I praise. And that's when people start noticing something is happening around them. And they say, hey, if God can do it for them, God can do it for me. And then faith start building, faith start building, faith start building. You know, there's even people in this time that said, you know what, we don't believe in Jesus anymore. Hello? <laughs> you cannot just turn your back on Jesus just because you are disappointed. It's not going to take him away. You know, even if we are disappointed and we feel 
He is still committed to you. He still loves you. He still want to pour out his glory over you. He still want to shine his face upon you. You know, um, I saw my dad's acorn and all his little seeds here. But imagine these seeds were not committed. We would not have had forests, trees and forests and more seeds. And you know, without trees, there's no oxygen. <laughs> Everything that's great in life needs commitment. Nothing great comes without commitment. If you want to lose weight, me and um, Pastor we always love, I always am on a diet on a Monday till 12 o'clock. And then I expect to lose weight, right? But when you are committed and you say, hey, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm not starting on a Monday, I'm starting on a Tuesday. And you put yourself through, even when you're hungry and even when you're lazy, you walk. I laugh at my husband, he always tried to get me to walk. Oh, Lord Jesus. If you know me, I, I, don't like, I don't like running and I don't like walking far. But sometimes I do. But the, the, if, even if the wind just blows like a little bit, I find myself an excuse not to go. But he is so committed in that walking. Sometimes he will put a, a hat on my head and a scarf around my neck and say, we're going to walk. And then I'm like, yeah, you're so committed. But then I realized, you know, great things takes commitment. Maybe you're saying, why is nothing working out for me? Why don't I ever achieve anything in life? Maybe you should look at your commitment. Maybe you should ask, who is first in your life? Is Jesus first in your life or is all the other things first in your life? Do you know if you place him first, Matthew 6, 33, he will add all the other things to you. My children know, my husband know, when my room door is closed, I'm busy with God. Then I don't care if the house is falling apart, but I'm busy with him because that's my first commitment. Because if I meet with God in the morning, everything else falls in place. But if I don't, whoo, amen. Even Tabasco needs to run away from me. Oh, and that's not my dog. It's Grayson's dog, but I love that dog. Yes, I've said it on the air. Everybody's waiting for me to say it. But, you know, I'm here to tell you, viewer, go and examine your life. Go see what you are really committed to. And then make a list. Write down and see where Jesus really fits in the picture. Don't write a religious list because we are always writing a religious list. Go and say, if, you, if I have to ask you, Last week, everything you did from that you wake up till you go to bed, write down the first thing you did in the morning. I promise you, there will be five people that say, we said, good morning, Holy Spirit. It's not like me this morning and my dad had to be on air four o'clock this morning to hand over the torch, or not hand over the torch, ignite the fire of revival in Singapore. And the lady phoned me four o'clock and I literally fell out of my, I, I had such a fright when my phone rang. I fell out of my bed, you know, and, 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 and I didn't say good morning, Holy Spirit. I thought, what the heck is going on, you know? And, and that is, if you go have to make a list and go examine yourself, what is really important in your life? How many hours do you really take for the things of God and the God of the things? Viewer, I want to pray for you tonight. 
If you are sick and maybe you are in need, we would like you to write your prayer request in the comment section because we have prayer groups running 24-7. Loftal is a church that pray. We want to pray with you. But right there where you are, just lift up your hands. Father, I just come tonight and I pray for every viewer. Lord, I pray that you touch them from their head to their feet, Lord. You know their desires, Father. You know what they are going through, Father God. And you know when they are tired and when they are weary, Lord. But Lord, there's a cry from heaven for commitment. Commitment to the things of God. Lord, I pray where the viewers are right now, that they will say, yes, Lord, I am committed. I am committed to the things of God. I am committed for, to God. Not only to the things of God, but to the God of the things. I am committed. Lord, and I pray, Lord, you know where people lack and where they need jobs and where they need healing, Father. Lord, you are not our servant where we can just ask and do and do this. But your word says, Father, with all due respect, we don't have because we don't ask. And this Bible, my Bible, your word, Lord, the living word, is full of promises for your children, full of promises, full of healing scriptures, Lord. And we call the rhema into existence over the people's life. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah. We call all those things into existence in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Viewers, thank you for tuning in. Please just like and share all over the place. Somebody might need this word. Keep Dr. Gustav, the family, the church in prayer. Get involved. If you're not, if you're not involved anywhere, contact us. Contact our offices. Get involved in our programs our ministering programs, let me rather say it like that. Get involved and let us know about you. Tell us if you need prayer. Tell us what we can help you with. And we are praying for you. God bless you. Remember to tune in every morning for Keys of Faith. And also Sunday morning at 9.30 and then again Sunday night at 6 o'clock. God bless you and keep you and surround you. And he's shining his face over you. And I speak favor over you tonight. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Till next time.